On this episode of Patriots Unpacked, I will discuss some recent Patriots news, give my thoughts and opinions on the quarterback situation as it stands here on April the 1st. Also going to touch on some uh, Celtics news and give my opinion on that team as we stand right now, which, uh, which I can't say is a very good, uh, good situation with the, with the Celtics. And on this first day of the Major League Baseball season, I will uh, discuss a little bit about the Red Sox and, and baseball in general. So uh, you're stuck with just me today. I don't have any guests planned. So uh, let's kind of get into it and let's get to talking here on the Patriots. It's been a couple weeks since uh, free agency uh, hysteria that, uh, you know, the Patriots going out and and spending aggressively, to say the least. So obviously uh, time to digest everything. And um, I certainly believe that it was... uh, you know, a lot of good moves and happy to see that they uh, they went out and, and got some players because they obviously needed it. Now, obviously, some of these players are going to work out. Others are not going to work out as expected. But without a doubt, they've improved the, the talent on the roster, which they certainly needed to do. And, um, you know, it's relatively younger talent. It's not like they got, you know, veterans or uh, older players on the tail end, uh, you know, early 30s or, or whatnot. They they got players 26, 27, 28 years old that, you know, on their second contract here. And, you know, did they overspend on some of them? Yeah, absolutely. But you know what? It's not my money. It's it's not your money. It's Robert Kraft's money. So, so hey, they had the money to spend, and they definitely improved their roster. And uh, I think there's certainly uh, optimism to think that this team is uh, certainly, um, you know, playoff contender at the very least. So, um, and, you know, Kraft came out, and, and I think he had a press conference either yesterday or today, you know, and he openly admitted that, you know, they had some bad drafts, and they didn't draft well over the last couple of years, and that was a... Um, you know, they needed to go out and, and get these free agents because they just didn't have the talent because of uh, the drafts that just, um, you know, weren't very good. And he admitted that. And uh, that was uh, that was interesting to hear. So um, <clears throat> so that brings us still to uh, uh, the question of who's going to be the QB. Obviously, they have signed Cam Newton again. Uh, and right now he is he's QB one on the depth chart. Um, the big news last week uh, in the NFL, and it certainly will have a trickle-down effect on, on the Patriots, is San Francisco moving up in the draft to to the third spot. Uh, they traded with the Dolphins. So you have <clears throat> San Francisco trading up to three, and obviously they're going to take a quarterback. I mean, they're not moving up to number three to take an offensive tackle. They're moving up to take a quarterback. So... Obviously, you know what what becomes of uh, of Jimmy G. So, I mean, I've I've heard some some talk that that third pick is going to be Mac Jones, um, which I I kind of doubt. I think it's going to be Justin Fields, but obviously they're going to take probably one of those two. You know, so what happens now with Jimmy G? And you know, certainly the the word now is that you know he's going to be back with the Patriots. Uh, is it going to be this year? Is it going to be next year? Um, but this, me personally, my opinion, this whole idea that Garoppolo is going to be in San Francisco for 21 and 
for one year and then this um you know groom and this this uh draft pick i that's just ridiculous as far as i'm concerned there's no way in my mind that garoppolo is going to be the quarterback uh for the niners i mean they're not moving up to three giving up giving up those draft picks for this guy to sit a year um you know they can say all they want and that's what they need to do in order to you know get better trade value for garoppolo but uh, he's being paid $24 million. You want him to, you know, you're going to pay him that. And, you know, they're saying, oh, you know, we have a win-now team. And, and, you know, with Garoppolo, you know, they can win and, and they'll sit out the draft pick for a year. Well, if you think you can win with Garoppolo, then why are you picking a quarterback? It just doesn't make any sense to me. It's um, He's not going to be – he's not going to be their quarterback. So – it's just a matter of um you know timing as far as is you know when when maybe may he become available so you know is it a matter of trading <clears throat> trading for garoppolo you know do you have to trade for him is he going to get released at some point you know this talk of um the Patriots trading their 15th overall pick for Garoppolo is ridiculous. I mean, there's no way they need to give that up in order to get him. I mean, I'm thinking maybe a third or fourth rounder or just wait them out, you know, wait them out. If that it mean, you know, until he gets released or, you know, even a year if, if, you know, they do indeed keep him for the year, which again, I do not see that happening. You know, they're comparing it to, you know, Mahomes back in 2017, I don't really see that as being, you know, equal comparison. So Mahomes was what the tenth overall pick, and he was a little bit under the. He was a lot under the radar. I don't think many people knew who he was. And um, you know, Alex Smith was making. Uh, I think his cap number was about seventeen million. So it was less than the twenty-four million that you know Garoppolo is going to be making. So, you know, Smith's, Smith played that year, and I think Mahomes got in kind of a game or two at the end. But, again, Mahomes was, you know, he wasn't a number three pick and, again, a little bit more under the radar. So you hear people comparing that to what the Niners are going to do. I just, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see them keeping uh, Garoppolo this year. Um to me, everything everything leads to Garoppolo being the quarterback for the Patriots in 2021. So I think that the Patriots just hold tight. They just, um, you know, they call San Francisco's bluff and then they either, you know, trade, uh, you know, a day two pick for him or they just wait till he gets released. I don't know. I mean, do they... You know, is, are they going to pay him his salary? Would they restructure if they do uh, acquire him? You know, I'm not sure. I guess, I guess the twenty twenty four million. You know, that's kind of what the standard starting quarterback would go for. But you know, this this notion that you know they're going to give up a the fifteenth pick for him, no way. I don't, Patriots are never going to do that. So uh, again, as of right now, I think. Uh, I still think that, you know, Garoppolo, well, I believe Garoppolo is going to be the the quarterback for the Patriots in 21. Um, So what what happens to Cam in that case? I mean, that's an interesting question. You know, when he signed, what was, uh, you know, what was discussed? If, you know, is he going to, could he be a backup? 
I kind of like the idea of Garoppolo and Newton uh, together, um, you know, Cam backing him up. Obviously, Garoppolo has a history of, of being injured, uh, a, a large history. So, um, you know, having Cam behind him, Cam with another year in the system, um, you know, he can be productive, hopefully, if needed. Not only that, but the idea of maybe Cam coming in, you know, your third and short, fourth and short, first and goal within the five. I mean, when they get down inside the five last year, I mean, Newton runs it in every time. I mean, I I kind of like that versatility, um, you know, especially with uh, um, Garoppolo, you know, being hurt. You don't want him, you know, tucking and running at all and getting those short yardage. You bring in Cam as another running back, basically, and, and get those short yardage. So, I don't know. That usually doesn't type of thing doesn't work out, but maybe in this case, you know, if Cam agrees to that, and if Cam um, is comfortable or being a being a backup, uh, you know, I like that. You know, Garoppolo, Cam, you know, one two quarterback uh, depth chart. To me, I think that that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good quarterback room right there. So. Um, but then what happens, you know, in the draft, and, and we'll talk more about the draft in, in the coming weeks, you know, if, uh, you know, if they go with, if the Niners end up taking fields, and if Jones, uh, Mac Jones does drop to 15, do you take him there? And I guess, it, you know, it'll depend, you know, when, uh, when and if Garoppolo becomes available. So, um It'll be interesting Interesting to see. Um, you know, we'll, we know by the draft if they have Garoppolo or not. Uh, and if they don't have Garoppolo, you know, do you take a quarterback at 15? I'm more of the, the thought that they will take a QB, but maybe in a later round, maybe one of the second-tier quarterbacks, uh, you know, second day, maybe a Kellen Mond out of A&M or Jamie Newman out of Georgia, maybe one of those guys has a you know, as a project. Um, and then you have Garoppolo for, for a couple of years and then, you know, see what you got with, uh, with the rookie and go from there. Uh, to me, Stidham is Stidham. He's not the future at all. So he may not even be on the team next year. That's just my opinion. So we'll talk more about the draft in the coming weeks. Uh, do a little, uh, Patriots unpacked, uh, mock draft, uh, also before, the draft, which is uh, April the 29th, is round one, which is a Thursday night. So, again, that's kind of the main news, uh, the big news as far as uh, the Patriots are concerned. Uh, the whole uh, trade here with the with the Niners and, and what it means for Garoppolo's future and his future, you know, with the Patriots or not. So, obviously, <clears throat> we following that uh, and keep uh, keep. Uh, keep everyone abreast on those happenings and, and my thoughts and thoughts of our guests going forward uh, as we approach uh, approach, the, approach the draft on the 29th. So again, uh, certainly a lot of optimism with this team uh, after the, the free agency spending. Uh, but the question of the quarterback obviously is still a big one and uh, something that uh, something that will be obviously uh discussed over the next few weeks so let's move on from the patriots and uh 
God, talk about the Celtics. Let's talk about the Celtics a little bit. So, you know, 23 and 25 uh, after last night's loss to the Mavs. Uh, They're eighth in the Eastern Conference. You know, I've tried to be positive about this team, um, thinking that, you know, they'll they'll go on a run here and uh, turn it around. Uh, But it's pretty hard to watch right now. I mean, wow. It's just uh, the inconsistency of this team. Um, it's it's frustrating. Um, you know, the trade deadline. Uh, and I didn't expect Danny to do anything huge. They ended up getting uh, Evan Fournier. And they gave up nothing for him, basically. A couple of second-round picks. So I was okay with the move. Uh, he's in a contract year. So what becomes of him next year is uh, is to be seen. So his first two games were just pretty awful. I mean, you know, no way around it. So obviously uh, that that doesn't leave a good uh, taste in your mouth. The first game, uh, was it against the, the Pelicans? He was 0 for 10. I mean, he was shooting air balls. Couldn't even, couldn't even watch it. I mean, it was bad. So not, uh, not a good start for Fournier. Um, you know, he's, he's, uh, averaging about 20 a game so they obviously need his scoring but to see him start out like that uh, again it's just just discouraging so this team you know just when you think they have some momentum so they uh, you know they beat the Bucks and then Thunder back to back and this was right after the the trade deadline um, and they, you know, they really showed, you know, some fight and some aggressiveness going to the basket and those two wins. And that Bucks win was probably their best win of the year. Uh, just looked really good. Then they beat the Thunder coming back in the fourth quarter. So two wins in a row. You're thinking, okay, I think they were back to 500 at that point. They got this home stand coming up, seven straight home games. You're thinking, okay, they can... They can run off five, six, seven in a row here, um, and really, you know, jump up to to fourth it, uh, and see, uh, you know, go from there. But what happens? In you know, you almost expect it with this team the way they've played. They come home and they lose the first two, so they lose to uh, uh, the Pelicans, and then again last night to the Mavs, and you know, it's back to the same old you know, hoisting up threes and, and just, uh, just, you know, tough to watch. And then again, you have the inconsistencies with the lineup that, okay, you know, Jalen Brown's out that first game. Then Robert Williams is out, you know, Kemba can't play back to backs. It's just, it's just one thing after another. And and again, it's just, it's frustrating. Um, you know, they, and they didn't have, uh, you know, Thompson either. So they had to, you know, they're playing these two big men that they picked up, you know, Cornette and, and Wagner, and they're not good. They're not good at all. I just, it's, you know, they're just not good. I'm almost to the point where, hey, they gave Taco Fall some minutes. Heck, I thought he looked pretty good. I mean, just give him four or five minutes uh, at the end of the quarter and, you know, four or five possessions and, you know, pick and roll, lob, dunk, whatever. He got, you know, a couple of those. It's like, I'd rather watch that than watch Smart freaking hoisting up three-point brick after three-point brick. It's just, it's crazy. But, um, 
I don't know. So three-pointers, let's see. So last night, 47 attempts against the Mavs, three-pointers. And then against the Pelicans, 43 attempts. I mean, stop it. Just stop the three-pointers. Just stop it. I'm, it's crazy. You know, I, I might as well just go on to YouTube and, and pull up, you know, three-point contests from All-Star Games or All-Star Weekends if I want to watch that. I don't. I mean, 47 attempts, really? God, it's just, you know, at the end of the day, the talent on this team has just been overestimated, myself included. I think everyone thought that this team had the talent to really compete. Um, at the end of the day, the reality is they're just not that talented. I mean, I think that's what, what it is. I mean, you have two all-stars in Tatum, Tatum and Brown, but, you know, I mean, how... How good are they? I mean, they really make other players around them better. I mean, they get their numbers and it looks great. And, you know, obviously Tatum is a an elite scorer, but but they need more than that, obviously. And and they're um you know, their three to nine guys are just not that talented. And and I'm sick of hearing these, you know, these people say and how talented they are. You know, Chris Forsberg this morning in a tweet, you know, and I quote you know his first first sentence Celtics do not lack for talent but this te- this see this team seems to want everything to come easy and then he goes on and on and whatnot but they're not that talented i mean that's the reality like stop it stop with this they're so talented they're not they're not and i think you know i read this article in EEI about a week ago and and i saved it because you know you look at these players that they had just two years ago, so they, they're talking, and, and the article goes on, and it says, just two years ago, Semi Ojale was a 10th or 11th man on a team that featured, now listen to this, featured Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, Al Horford, Marcus Smart, Marcus Morris, Terry Rozier, Aaron Baines, and, and Tatum and Brown. Okay, so now, and then it says, now he, meaning Ojale, Ojale was clocking 34 minutes on the second night of a back-to-back. God, so I looked at, I, I read that, you know, over and over, and I, and I look at that, those list of players, and now I'm comparing it to what they have now. So, okay, so two years ago, Tatum and Brown, granted they, you know, not as good as they are now, but obviously two talented players. With Irving, Hayward, Horford, Smart, Morris, Rozier, and Baines. In this year, you have Tatum and Brown. And, and who's your next, what is it, seven? Okay, so you have Kemba, who, you know, we know what he is now. He's damaged goods, probably, and he's just not what he was. So you have Kemba, and then Smart, Robert Williams, Fournier, Ojale. Then you get into like Thompson or Pritchard or is your ninth Grant Williams. I mean, look at those names versus those other names from two years ago. You know, Kemba, Smart, Williams, Fournier, Ojale, Thompson, Pritchard. Really? I mean, is that roster more talented than, you know, Irving, Hayward, Horford, Smart, Morris, Rozier, Baines? No, it's not. It's not at all. Um you know, it's just not good, you know, and I fell for it too. I, I believe that they, they were going to contend and, and it's just at the end of the day, they're not that talented. They miss Hayward more than I thought they would. 
but uh, he he meant a lot more than that team uh, than I than I thought he did. Um, you know, just having that amount of talent as say a fourth option, you just took it for granted, I guess. But you know, <clears throat> this whole idea that they're they're talented, I'm sick of hearing it. I'm sick of it. They're not. They're not talented. If you know, you know, you blame. You know, I can blame Danny, and and you should blame Danny, but um, you know, not not necessarily for not getting someone here at this trade deadline. But um, you know, I think you know the last three four years is where he's blown it as far as the draft and you know having all these picks and wasn't able to make any type of deals, even just to move up a little bit and and get an impact player or someone that had more impact than than some of these guys that he got, but. You know, you look at the drafts after, you know, Brown and, and Tatum. So Brown was 2016. Tatum was 2017. So in 2018, they picked Robert Williams in the first round. So that, okay, I'm okay with that. You know, he's he's starting to really show that, that he can contribute. 2019, you have three first-round picks, you know, at 14, Romeo Langford, who just can't get the hell on the court. I mean, how frustrating, how frustrating is this guy? I mean, he's always out, like, you know, surgery in his wrist or whatnot, but for Christ's sakes, the guy can't get on the court. I mean, what good is he? You know, I'm sick of hearing about him, too. Oh, you know, what's what's Langford's status? Is he in? It's out, 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 every night, out, out, out. Enough already. I mean, get on the goddamn court. I mean, for Christ's sakes. Then they picked um, uh, the 20th pick, Matisse Thibel, who they traded <clears throat> traded to Philly. <clears throat> then the 22nd pick, Grant Williams, who, again, end of the bench guy, sucks. And then second round, 51st pick, Tremont Waters, you know, sucks. He's in D-League or whatever. Just garbage. I mean, I'd rather see him just, you know, trade some of all those picks and move up to 10th or something and get someone that was actually decent you know again they they end up drafting all these guys and and they're just end of the bench guys 2020 you know 14th overall pick Smith, you know right now sucks sucks i mean i don't know he comes in he looks lost 26th overall uh peyton pritchard he's okay i mean i'll give him that he's he looks like a nice role player backup Definitely has some offensive skills, so I'm okay with that. Um, then the 30th pick, Desmond Bain, they traded to Memphis. And then, I don't know, second-round pick, they, you know, draft and stash uh, Yam Mater uh, in Israel. So, again, you know, why not just package all those to move up a few to try to get someone? I mean, those guys, it's just not not good. And then that's not even going back to some of these other first-round picks that they had. Um you know, the draft in which they got uh, Brown, let's see, Jalen Brown was 2016, right? So they had, they also that year, he was three overall. They also had, uh, what did they have, 16 over? They had 16, I think. Um, yeah, they had the 16th overall from Dallas, and they took uh, the Ubisoft from France, Sox. Sucks. Where is he now? And then twenty third. I don't know. They took some other guy, anti Zizek. You know, gone. Whatever. Not with the team. Sucks. Then two thousand seventeen, the Tatum year. Um, again, that you know, Ainge made a nice trade there to to 
to get Tatum, um, you know, traded out of the number one uh, with Philly. But then, you know, the three second round picks, you know, Ojale obviously, you know, sucks. He was the 37th uh, pick. And then a couple of the Kadeem Allen and Jabari Bird, you know, gave him nothing, zero. Um, but I don't know. You know, you go back even to like 2015, they had, you know, that second number one, second. Well, they had two first rounders. Terry Rozier and then RJ Hunter, you know, Hunter sucks. So I don't know. It's just, you know, Danny, Danny deserves a lot of the blame, I guess. Just his drafts is just, you know, he had all these picks and, and he just dropped the ball. So just, uh, just should have done, done something better with those picks as far as, uh, I'm concerned. And the reason why they didn't make a bigger trade at the deadline, because no other teams wanted this crap roster that crap you know i would have i would have put probably smart and robert williams out there to be traded if they can get someone back in return you know this you know marcus smart love affair you know for me i think is over you know he's nice and you know he's great if he's your sixth or seventh guy but when he's your third or fourth guy um you know and hoisting up these three pointers you know your team's not gonna be that great if marcus smart you're counting on him being your third or fourth best option. So that's kind of where they're at with him right now. And, and they're just not, that's just not going to work. So where do they go? Who knows? I mean, you know, there's talk about, you know, trying to get Beal at, you know, this off season and, you know, what do you do? You have to give up Brown. Obviously you got to give up somebody, you know, to, to get um, someone like Bradley Beal. But um, I don't know, you know, that's, uh, that's up to Danny to see what, what, uh, what they can do in the off season. But this team's pretty hard to watch right now. Um, you know, you got Kemba, Kemba has what, two more years on his contract, you know, who's taking that on, uh, you know, two more years, uh, 36 million next year. Then I think 22, 23 is a player option, which is 37 million. So he's certainly going to take that. So you're stuck with that salary for the next two years. Um, you know, that's going to obviously uh, limit what you can do. So, you know, you have to just, you know, two more years and then try to get a free agent. I don't know. I certainly don't have the answers. Um, but, um, you know, it's just hard to be optimistic right now. And again, I. I was optimistic. I, you know, I thought that they would go on a run and, you know, um, at some point, uh, get Kemba back and, and get him going smart coming back. But, but damn, it just has not materialized that way. And, uh, they just look, uh, look terrible. I mean, again, coming, coming home for a, a home stretch and a home stand and, and drop the first two you know this falling behind and then coming back i mean that's that's crap you know it's like oh yeah we only lost by you know three or whatever we made such a great comeback well you got to play the whole 48 minutes for god's sakes you know don't just play one half it's just frustrating so uh i don't know could they still go on a run i guess so but uh it's it's more and more unlikely as uh game by game goes on and um and I just uh, think it's it's unlikely that they finish, you know, any better than, you know, a 7th, 8th, ninth seed. And then they get into playing, you know, these play-in 
the playing game or how they do in the playoffs this year. So again, just not a lot of optimism with this team. Uh, so so we'll see what happens. Um, but uh, again, a tough a tough watch right now for the for the Boston Celtics fan to watch this team. Just frustrating. So. So that's it for for the Celtics talk. Let's talk a little uh a little baseball. Today was opening day. Uh opening day in baseball and and I can't say that, you know, I've really followed uh, you know, the spring training with the Sox and um really know what they look like, what their roster looks like. Um but I'm sure as the season starts here, I'll I'll get uh more into the Sox and get to following them more i think one of the things that kind of bothers me about this team is just i'm i wasn't a fan of them bringing alex cora back to the team after the year suspension i mean the whole sign stealing scandal and him being you know a big part of that i don't know i just i just don't have a good feeling on that i mean the guy the guy cheated in the game and, and you bring him back i just I just think it's a bad look. I mean, I don't know. I just always gonna look at him as, um, I don't know, just a cheater and just, um, I don't know. You know, you want you want that guy leading your club and and representing your organization. I don't know. I just, and maybe I'm overthinking it or or not. You know, hey, give him a second chance. But I don't know. I just don't. Uh, I don't like the whole Alex Cora coming back. Um, you know, higher and, you know, as the season goes on, maybe I'll feel differently and, and who knows, but, uh, just never liked the, the whole rehiring of, of Alex core. So don't know too much about the team quite yet. Obviously Chris sale is out uh, and he won't be back until, uh, June and July or June, July timeframe. Eduardo Rodriguez, you know, scheduled to start today um but had the dead arm so he went on the injured list um speaking of you know starting today they didn't nobody started today because uh in boston the game was postponed because of weather and um you know i i wonder why when you're starting baseball on april 1st in these cold weather cities so here here are the game, here were the home teams some of the home teams today again on April 1st so uh games were being played in Boston, New York, Detroit, Milwaukee, Chicago, Philadelphia and Cincinnati. Hello, hello, it's April 1st. It's, you know, I think it snowed in Detroit. It was like 40 degrees everywhere else and rainy. Um how about starting the season in warmer climates or in dome stadiums how about that major league baseball i just i don't get it i don't get it you know in just baseball in general i was listening uh on the way into work today to uh, the local kind of sports talk radio and they had they had a guy on talking about baseball i guess he had wrote a book about you know a baseball book for kids and how to get them um you know into baseball and, and whatnot but he just got to talking about, you know, how baseball is losing fans and, and what are they going to do about it and the, and the game is so slow and the kids don't don't play anymore and, and it's boring and they need more excitement and, and this, that, and the other thing. It's like, yeah, baseball is boring. It is. That's what it is. It's always been boring for 175 years, but that's just what it is. I mean, you, you're not going to go to a baseball game and just – 
and see action 24-7. That's just part of what baseball is. I mean, I love baseball. I mean, but I don't go to a game expecting, you know, plays every single play after play or I don't know like triples and and whatnot it's just that's not what baseball is is a stop I'm I'm sick of hearing about all this like it just just came about like a year ago that all of a sudden baseball is so boring maybe it was a little less boring 20 years ago but guess what it was still boring doesn't mean I don't like it I love it it's just I don't know this whole you know you know, they they talk about, you know, everyone either, you know, strikes out or, or hits a home run and, you know, there's no, you know, not enough balls in play and the game's so slow and, and all these things are, are valid. And, you know, you got, <clears throat> you got Theo Epstein, who's, you know, they've hired, you know, MLB consultant to on-field matters. So what are they they're paying him? God knows how much to to do what. I mean, what exactly is he going to do? I I don't understand. Like they, what are they going to do to try to, you know, shave 10, 15 minutes off the game? You know, what are they going to do? So, you know, pitch clocks and, you know, no shifts and and limit pitch and changes. Come on, come on. I, I mean, I'll tell you what needs to be done, which will never happen. Because of, oh, my God, you can't change the history and the records. And, and oh, my God, the players are, are not going to get paid as much. It's easy. You change the game length to seven innings. I mean, they don't need to play nine innings. Play seven innings. It's simple. But, again, it'll never happen. Um, that is my, uh, you know, easy answer. If you were to start baseball and right now and, and invent the game right now, from what you know, you would not play nine innings you would play seven like nine you don't need nine innings it's too long you would play seven but that's the simple answer and of course it'll never happen it'll never ever happen because of what you know baseball history yada 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 okay stop giving me this crap about pitch counts and no shifts and limit it's it's all it's all garbage it's 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 saving you 15 minutes or something cut the game to seven innings there's your answer so stop it. Stop it with this pitch clock and this, that, and the other thing. You know, and they complain about, oh, my God, everybody hits either home runs or strikeouts. Well, it's this whole, it's hypocritical. You know, the home runs, that's all that Major League Baseball has marketed in, in um, you know, showcased over the years is the home run. I mean, 1998 home run chase with McGuire and Sosa. Every single newscast, not even just Sports Center, but every single news every night, it was like, okay, who who hit a home run? Who hit a home run? Who's gonna break the record? You know, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of reporters at each of these games to follow this home run chase. You know, it's the top of Sports Center every night. You know, Maguire Sosa, Maguire Sosa. You know, when they when. ESPN does highlights. When anyone does highlights of games, what do they show? They show the home runs, right? They don't show the the sacrifice bunt that got the guy over from, you know, first to second. Uh, They might show, yeah, triple here and there, but, you know, they don't show, uh, oh, the hit and run, uh, hitting behind the batter, and the guy went from first to third. No, they show the, the home runs. That's what they show. So now everyone's complaining about it because... You know, that's all everyone hits is home runs. I mean, come on. 
home run derby at the all-star game you know do they have a um what do they want like a doubles derby like who can hit it in the gap the most you know who can who can make the most drag bunts you know let's showcase that on the all-star game weekend hey we're gonna have a a contest on, on who can execute you know drag bunts no it's a home run derby so stop it stop it with this Oh my God! Too many home runs. Too many home runs. Well, that's what you want, and now you don't want it anymore. It's just like, come on, come on. You know, and they, you know, this. Then they complain about shifts. Oh, let's let's not have. Uh, you know, I can't shift. You can't move everyone over to one side of the field. Yada yada. Well, you know what? If hitters could learn how to hit the other way, you know, maybe that's. You know, if nobody is sitting, nobody's playing anywhere you know, from third base to second base, you know, hit it the other way. But again, hitters are not, they're hitting home runs and that's all they care about. So I don't know, move the mound back. That's another thing. Bah, bah, bah. Seven innings. There's your answer. Seven inning games. I don't know. I mean, I love baseball and I love going to the games, you know, but it's, it's a sport where, you know, you go to the game, you know, it's, atmosphere you know nice day you're with your buddies you're you're talking baseball you're having a beer and and there's a lot of downtime and that downtime for me you know you spend you know talking about baseball or whatnot and it's just yeah you're gonna get action every every whatever you know eight or nine pitches and that's just what it is and i mean i don't know if you don't like it you don't like it yeah and these kids these days they're have zero attention span so you're gonna you're gonna lose you're probably gonna lose these fans so uh, i don't know but all this all this crap about how they're gonna speed up the game it's just it is what it is the game is what it is it's 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 boring it's not football you know it's not basketball it's just that's what it is all right i mean playoff baseball is great because obviously there's an urgency and in every single pitch matters but you know a game on june 1st you know, who cares? Like every pitch doesn't matter. It's not a, you know, it, it doesn't matter. You know, playoff baseball is awesome because every single pitch matters. Every single at bat matters and you're glued to it. But a regular season game in the middle of the year, you know, nobody cares. Um, also, you can get rid of, you know, stupid replay as well. That's another thing that just causes more time. And, you know, umpire's got to go to the headset. And that's that's just... Come on, you don't need that. Um, so there are some other things that I think they, they could do um, that'll kind of, I think, speed things up or just kind of make things, uh, you know, a little bit easier. I don't think they should be extra innings. You know, there's 162 games. You know, ties are all right. So what? They tie. That's fine. Like, you know, you get these 13, 14, 15 inning games. Nobody wants to watch that. Nobody wants to watch freaking 18 pitchers come in to get through 15 innings for four and a half hours. It's just, if they're tied after nine innings, it's a tie. Just get on with it. I mean, for the regular season, ties are fine. I mean, you know, it ruins your pitching staff for a week when you got to throw all these guys out there. It's just, ties are fine. Um, and then another thing, when you, when you have two strikes on you and you, you know, you foul 
you get two foul balls, I would say. After you have two strikes, you get two foul balls, and the third foul ball, you're out. You know, these none of this 12, 13 pitch at bats, you're fouling it off, fouling it off, fouling it off. The goal is to put the ball in play, right? You know, you keep hitting it out of play. You're not putting it in play. Why should you keep getting chances? You have two and then two. So you get, what, five, you know, five strikes. If you can't get it in play, you're out. Go sit down. You know, this foul, foul, foul. You get two strikes. Once you get two strikes, you're allowed two foul balls. And then the third foul ball, you're out. You're out. So... I don't know. That's that's another thing that that I would recommend. Um, but you know, when you bunt, you know, third strike bunt, you're out. Like, why why are you out on when you because you're bunting it? Then you know you're supposed to be able to hit it. Well, same thing. Same thing applies. You're supposed to be able to hit the ball and play. That is a the premise of uh, a batter, and you're getting thrown strikes and you foul them off. Well, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to reward the pitcher for once. And if you can't put the ball in play after two strikes and two foul balls, then you're out. Sit down. Go sit down. So that's those are some of my suggestions, not that anyone cares. But again, 7 innings, that's that's the main thing, you know, but that'll not like I said, that'll never happen. So, I'll get off my soapbox, but anyway, that um uh, I don't know. That was my baseball take. It wasn't really much on the Red Sox because, like I said, I need to get up to speed with them. But just some things, and I think it just triggered when I was listening to the radio this morning that that guy on there, and, and it just got uh, got me going uh, as far as uh, talking about baseball and and um, you know what they can do to uh, to improve it. But so opening day uh, today and. Uh, I think the Yankees lost, so that's always that's always good. But the Red Sox got postponed until uh, Friday against the Orioles, so uh, we'll see what kind of start they get off to. But I think that's kind of uh, all that I have tonight. Uh, I'm probably sick of hearing hearing me talk, but um, that's uh, that's going to be the show for tonight. So what do we got coming up here? Definitely going to get Hilly back on to, to talk uh, talk Patriots and free agency we're gonna do like i said a a little mock draft i think uh with the top picks up until the the patriots pick and then uh then we'll discuss that um i think hilly and i will do that uh shortly obviously before the draft and i think uh that should be fun so want to get jeff in san diego back on the show uh talk about his thoughts on on the patriots free agents also talk a little baseball with him too I also want to talk to him. Jeff worked at Fenway Park for for a little bit. He took uh, he was like a ticket taker, I think. And I think uh, I think I want to get I want to get his take on that. I think that'll be interesting to to the listeners to uh, get some details of, of working at Fenway Park. So next time we get Jeff on, we're going to talk about that. Definitely get Mugs back on the show soon. Uh, get his thoughts on on the draft coming up. So. That's all I got for uh, for this show. Um, again, uh, certainly keep our eye on uh, Patriots news coming up here. But if anything breaking happens, we'll get on. But 
Uh, if not, it'll probably be maybe 10 days to a couple of weeks and, and we'll get back on um, get back on the podcast. So until then, uh, be well and be good.